Ah, beloved. I'm Pastor Trey, and you're now listening to the New Living Translation. It's his bona fide Bible talk, because God speaks my language too, and I'm sure enough about to act like it. Let's go. Yo, previously on the New Living Translation. Then, Jonah prayed to his God from inside the belly of the fish. He said, I called out to God because of my struggles, and God answered me. I called out from the belly of the grave, and you heard me. You tossed me in the deep end, into the middle of the seas, and the rabbits covered me. Your surges and your waves were drowning me. And I said, I've been kicked out of your sight. But I'm going to see your holy temple again. And the waters caged me in, down to my soul. I was buried in the deep. My head was wrapped in seaweed. I went way down, seen the bottom of the mountains and the land, where the earth slammed the bars behind me. And yet, you brought my life out the hole. My God, when my soul was fading inside of me, I thought about my God, and my prayer went up to you in your holy temple. People who chase the worthless believe in their own lifeline, but with a thankful voice, I'm going to give you what I got. I'm going to put out what I said I would. You're the only God who saves. Then... God spoke to the fish, and it spit Jonah up on dry land. I said God spoke to the fish, and it spit Jonah up on dry land. My, my bad, y'all. The text was talking to me, and I felt something in my spirit. I just felt obligated to take it there, uh, but I apologize. I don't even preach like that like my wife hate when i be playing around like that she's like Trey, what you doing and i don't i don't i don't know maybe we cut that out or maybe we leave it in because i wear the pants on this podcast like she be wearing pants too but she not on this podcast baby i'm just playing please don't leave me anyway focus straight people came to get a bible 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 jonah let's talk about jonah we left off with the story of jonah he gets spit out of the fish on the dry land. Up to this point, the story's been wild. Jonah ran from God, got caught in a storm in the middle of the water. People tried to save him. It wasn't working. They tossed him overboard. Lights start fading for Jonah, and the fish comes and swallows him. While he's in the fish, he got some time to reflect, so we start talking to God again, like, God, my bad, I was tripping. Wow, it was mighty nice of you to send this fish down here. God like that's what I thought God speaks to the fish Spits Jonah up on dry land That's where we at right now Now if you were to follow along with this In a paper copy of the Bible You would notice that we are already more than halfway through The book of Jonah And the story of Jonah It's actually a pretty brief book But a whole lot happens in these four chapters Sometimes I find it helpful To slow down and reflect on How a similar situation might impact me. 
Now, it's hard for me to imagine myself running from God and getting onto a boat for the simple fact that I don't really like water like that. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I feel like I'm giving up home court advantage because I can't even swim that well. It's just something happened. Like, if I were to run from God in a car and my car break down or something, I could just open the door and run, keep running from God. If I'm running from God in a boat and something happens to the boat, like, I'm out of luck. Because if I get tired in the middle of that water, God wins. You got me, dog. <laughs> but that's how absurd so much of this story is. The story of Jonah. And then after he makes this wild decision, he gets swallowed by a fish and has all this time, three days, three nights, to reflect, to pray to God, to reconnect. And then he gets spit up on dry land. It's almost like Jonah is reborn, rebirthed in this moment. And it's at this exact juncture that chapter three of the book of Jonah starts. So without any further ado, we're gonna have us some bona fide Bible talk about Jonah chapter three. Let's go. And there was a word from God given to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up and head to Cap City, Nineveh. Just tell him what I tell you to. So Jonah went to Nineveh, just like God said. Now, Nineveh was bigger than a mug. It took forever to get through. And just as Jonah gets into the city, he get to hollering. Now I got 40 days before your whole city fall. And all the folks in Nineveh, Believe God. So they called a time of fasting. And everybody put on their fasting rags. Everybody. From the head honchos to the little dogs. And when the king of Nineveh heard God's message, he got up off his throne, tossed his robe off, put on them fasting rags, and sat in ashes. And he put out a word in Nineveh. This from the king and his circle. Ain't nobody... Or no animals, not your cows or your sheep. None of y'all gonna eat nothing. Don't eat, don't even drink water. Put them fastener rags on everybody you know, and all them animals too, and we gonna shout out to God. Let's cut all that raggedy business out, quit choosing violence every chance we get. I can't call it. Maybe God will find comfort in that and pull back from his rampage so we ain't gotta die. And when God saw that they changed their code, that they cut that raggedy business out, God found comfort and pulled back from the rampage he said he had just for them. And God ain't do it. I want y'all to peep game real quick. Notice something. If you go back in your mind to Jonah chapter 1, if you need to, you can go back and listen to the episode we did. That's two episodes ago at this point on Jonah chapter one. But most of the action there is happening between Jonah and the people, right? Like they're sailors. They're not Jonah's people, but they are people who get caught up in Jonah's story and Jonah's actions impact them because God got something to say about how Jonah is moving. Now, when we get to chapter two, it's almost exclusively Jonah's speech and this prayer to God. When we get to chapter 
three, it flips back sort of to that old paradigm again. Even though Jonah is mostly silent in this chapter, the only time Jonah weighs in is delivering the word from God. Y'all got 40 days to get it together, or we about to watch your whole block get smoked, wiped off the map. It's curtains for y'all. 40 days, that's all you got. That's what Jonah says. And then the narrative moves back to the people and the people's response to Jonah's presence, Jonah's words, whatever, and what they know of this God that Jonah worships and serves, the God that Jonah speaks of and for. That's where most of the focus of this chapter is. Now, back in chapter one, it's explicit in saying that these people had their own gods, but after their encounter with Jonah and Jonah's God, they began worshiping and offering to Jonah's God after Jonah's God spared their life, even if they thought they had to kill Jonah to do it. But whatever. That's another conversation here in this chapter. We actually start with the same phrase that chapter one starts with. Chapter one begins and there was a word from God given to Jonah, son of Amittai. Chapter three begins with. And there was a word from God given to Jonah a second time. And so in this story, despite all of the action that takes place, despite Jonah's revelation of what God has done to save him, despite the people on the boat back in chapter one, learning of this God and changing their ways and offering to this new God that they've just encountered, despite all of that, God's mission, God's character, God's purpose for Jonah remains unchanged starts out the same exact way. Only difference is this time, instead of Jonah running from God, Jonah's like, I got you. He understands the assignment this time. He goes and he completes the assignment. In chapter one, Jonah's operating in disobedience. And when he tells the people of the God that he serves and how this God is interacting, they believe in and on that God and change their course of behavior. Chapter three, in Jonah's obedience, he tells people of this God and they changed their course of behavior. The Bible tells us that they decided they was going to stop all the raggedy business they was doing. They were going to stop violence, stop mistreating each other. It says that they all, everybody put on sackcloth, the raggedy garments, the rough cloth of fasting it says the king got off his throne took off his royal robes put on sackcloth and sat in ashes and not just everybody it says they took this so seriously that they declared that the animals would wear sackcloth and that the animals would fast this is absurd to the point of hyperbole almost how seriously they took this act of repentance that these people who did not honor or hold any reverence for the God that Jonah served prior to him delivering this message would hear this message and change almost instantly that they would correct course so swiftly is in perfect alignment with what we see happening in chapter one. And in both chapters, God seems hell bent on destroying something. Right. We have this storm that comes and threatens the ship and the lives of everybody on it in chapter one until they toss Jonah overboard. Like they tried everything they could. They tried to save Jonah's life. And when nothing else worked, they did the only thing they had left. And God relented. God calmed the storm and everybody, including Jonah, eventually got saved in that situation. 
This time, Jonah delivers the message and everybody out of their own volition. They say, oh, snap, we done goofed up in a major way. I hope we don't get destroyed. And they declare fasting, sitting in ashes and sackcloth. And the whole city is sitting here in mourning and repentance. And the king says, I need all of y'all on this because who knows? Maybe this guy that this guy serves will see how we've reacted to this message and change his mind. Maybe he will relent. Maybe the destruction that he has in store will, will be diverted and directed elsewhere. And the text tells us that is exactly what God does. God changes the course of action here that whatever destruction was planned and prophesied did not happen because these people changed their course of action. When I read this text, I learn of a God whose desire is not for destruction. A God whose only desire is for justice. A God whose desire is that justice might be spoken of and for in the name of God. A God whose message of justice is so powerful that when people hear it, even without knowing of that God in a personal way, they come to know of and believe in a power that warrants them changing the way that they do things. Now, here's the wild part. Whether Jonah listened to God or whether Jonah ran from God, because Jonah knew God and God knew Jonah, when Jonah crossed paths with somebody, they learned about the power of Jonah's God. And they learned that Jonah's God didn't want to use that power for destruction. Can I pray with you? Almighty God, we thank you that your power is not for our destruction, but for our salvation. And through the consistency of your character and the story of Jonah, we learn about your spirit. So by the power of that spirit, help us to change all of the ways that we behave that don't serve our neighbors well and that cause you grief. Help us to reflect your love and to speak for your justice. And when we fail to do that, we ask that you keep diverting destruction in spite of us. In the name of the Jesus who gave us the sign of Jonah, we pray, amen. Translation is a production of Three Black Men, the podcast about theology, culture, and the world around us. You can follow us on Twitter at Three Black Men. That's the number three, not spelled out, Black Men. You can find me on all social media platforms at Pastor Trey 05. That's Pastor Trey 05. Don't send me no Facebook requests, though. Like, I don't be over there. That's the bad place. This work has been made possible by a community of folks who've chosen to show their support through generosity. You can join us at patreon.com slash three black men. Spell three out that time, though. Patreon.com slash three black men. There you can find even more original content from Sam, Rob, and yours truly. Make sure you subscribe to, rate, and review the New Living Translation and Three Black Men wherever you get your podcast. And remember, real recognize real. Don't get caught looking unfamiliar. <laughs>